0: Is it well give me like a rundown, dude?
1: Of the cheese? Of my cheese experience? Like cottage cheese experience? Alright, let me let me get another mouthful. It reminds me of um of like Baby Bell.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: I could see that. Which delicious, by the way. Like what's the liquidy bit? Like I get what the curds are, but what's the what's the rest?
0: It's the cottage.
1: So we- One Dark Lord.
0: You know who else liked cottage cheese a lot? Mm. Prince Ali, handsome as he. Ali Ababa? Yeah, he was a big proprietor for cottage cheese.
1: And with that segue... Welcome back to Three, Two, One Backlog. On today's episode, we're going back to 1993 for my own personal nostalgia with Disney's Aladdin on the SNES and the Sega Genesis. It's staying in today. You boys are street rats.
0: That's right, dude. We're street rats. Okay, what a what an intro, man. Thanks, man. Um, so why'd you pick this game?
1: This is one of the earliest movies-turned-game that I had ever seen. Yeah. Not the earliest, but probably the the earliest that I forced my parents to play the VHS tape so much that we're pretty sure it broke, okay? So when the game came out and I was able to like hold the controller and play it on my own, it, same thing. i We probably burned that cartridge out just so much. And I had finished it, but I know you hadn't. I wanted to bring that to the podcast to kind of share the love that I had for the game itself. And I love the Aladdin story and the Game that I was familiar with was the Super Nintendo version, right And then you said, "Hey, do you want to play the Sega one also?" And I said, "Hold on, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> I is had a Sega <laughs> and and for those that are, are listening to these episodes, we'll find out that I know nothing about old games. I didn't know that existed.
0: the Sega game.
1: the Sega the Sega game. I knew the Sega uh, existed, but I didn't know there was an Aladdin game, oh yeah, uh, for the Sega. Yeah, And we didn't have internet to, to to the degree we do now, so there was no way I would know about that without somebody else playing it. No one did.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's kind of a crazy thing, too. I feel like a lot, you would expect them to be similar. We'll get into all the different, you know intricacies of everything but it's kind of crazy to me they were different publishers entirely the sega was done by virgin games and the super nintendo one was capcom which is still around still making games today i don't know virgin games is looks like they might be an online casino so we'll probably or or an airline or a mobile phone company there you go maybe they kind of do everything but if anybody is familiar (laughs) I just have to throw this in there. If anybody's familiar with Tommy Tallarico, he did the music for Sega, the Sega version. I just thought that was kind of interesting. I always joke about Tommy Tallarico. He does like video games live and I think he did Earthworm Jim and he invented like a out of date mobile gaming console. But I just thought it was interesting because I had no idea. And I feel like the music was really good in the Sega version. So Good job, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Tommy.
1: Good job. Uh, For sure. The music is definitely one of those, definitely on my notes, the music itself was very good. I didn't quite like how they ordered the music they put with what levels, Yeah. but breaking it down and separating it from the game, the soundtrack from the Sega Aladdin was amazing. Yeah, there's no way that was Tommy's fault. Oh, for sure.
0: That was the Um, other guy. I I, I noticed... I. I think the game got a uh the Super Nintendo one. I saw it got like a six point five out of ten, which is crazy because I think this game, the Super Nintendo one, I feel like both of them are pretty renowned games. Like you know every everybody that had a Sega or a Super Nintendo, they were like the age to play these games. You know they were right. like the you know six point five from Craig Harris at IGN. Man, come on, Craig. Come on, Craig. Come on, man. This this our childhood, dude. Don't be don't be squashing it. <laughs>
1: And I always wonder about those ratings. Like, you know, on our on the last episode, we were rating it based on like how we take games today. I yep. mean, did Craig did Craig did you play when you were a kid? Did you get yeah, the Craig, magic if you're that listening, was?
0: Craig Harris at IGN. <laughs> if you happen to be listening, go ahead and email us and let let us know because you know we we're very interested to hear a lot more. <laughs> <All that. laughs> you might have mentioned it in the review. I didn't really read it. I did just see a six point five and I pretty much said, Sorry, Craig, probably wrong. I don't think you're qualified
1: Probably to- wrong probably so i remember we we had we had played in in our youth a little bit it was it was a a classic case of you know one person playing it and maybe another person watching
0: yeah it wasn't two player
1: so so going back to playing it now um how'd you like it
0: it was good you know i kind of the same as you i feel like i had some pretty fond memories of it when i was a kid i remember like with the invention of the internet we got the password codes and like we were kind of I, I mean, for me, there's no way I was making it to some of those later levels that I remember or maybe just in, I don't know. But I feel like I feel like the Internet kind of allowed me to see more of the game using password codes. It was good. It was a very tough game.
1: And for those that don't know, this game had a really interesting mechanic that I kind of forgot about until playing it again. You, you would get as far as you can in the level, and if you you know got hit too many times and got knocked out or died or however you want to phrase it, um, you had to start the level over again. But if you got to a certain point, the game would actually kind of like reward you for your success and give you a little uh, four character uh, four characters from the um, from the Aladdin world, like a little password. So if you got farther and then it didn't save or whatever it was, you could plug in that password again and it would take you back to that section. Uh yeah. which I thought was really neat. Now we just we save it and then we go back to our save point. Yeah. But yeah. this you could actually go and and if you were given by your friend like hey the password for the last level is you know da-da-da-da. Oh you could yeah you put that in and you could play it yourself and not have yeah. to go through all of it. So it was it was an interesting thing, but the, the game itself actually rewarded you for that for getting to a certain point.
0: You probably had a notepad with something scribbled on it. Yes, I wrong. did. You, pro- <laughs> you probably spelled Aladdin wrong.
1: Oh, for sure. I even even going through these notes, I would I alternate if it gets two, two L's, L's or two D's. Yeah. Oh, is so it Ayadin? Aladdin, <laughs> <Ayadin>. Aladdin. <laughs>
0: Speaking of the password thing, uh it wasn't in the Sega one, which is interesting because I feel oh, like they both would have benefited from it. But I don't. I don't remember seeing a password one on the Sega. Yeah, I kind of. I guess that was cool though, because like if if you were Better at the game than I was. You could you could give me the password and make me feel like I could still see the end of the game or whatever. You know, right, right. I think there were some negatives to using the passwords though. Like I feel like you you could acquire like ninety nine apples or, or what you know acquire a higher number of the that consumable apples that you throw. They're the ranged attack of the game. Mm-hmm. I think you if you type in the password, there's no way for the game to know you had sixty to seventy apples saved for up. Real for yeah. the later levels. So I feel like you're definitely at a disadvantage. You being better at the game is a is an advantage for for the, the player. So that's Well, that's
1: kind of that's kind of the that's kind of the trade-off, right? You know, do you want to skip ahead or do you want to play through and gather those resources or skip ahead and, and you don't get them? Which can kind just of like a little, real life. A little, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one uh i i i, I want to try and separate out our discussions from the two but i think there is going to be a, a large discussion in the differences um of them so i, I think it's going to be inevitable where we we're going to start comparing them
0: yeah it's more the often than
1: you know, exact, apples oranges <laughs> but i will say one thing in my opinion loving the movie so much as a kid the SNES version though less uh, in earlier game it had less things you could do which I'll talk about in a minute i think it kept to the theme of the of the movie yeah. in the order that the movie played out very well versus the sega it almost felt in some some instances backwards from the levels you the 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 levels you were in the order in which the levels were presented to you and the even the background music that the level was accompanied was in a weird order. Uh, best example, the first level of the second version, it had you're, you're in the streets of Agrabar and, and all that. You're, you're running around, you're running from the guards and all that, just like the SNES version. Mm-hmm. But the music in the background for the second version is the song uh, Prince Ali, which is like halfway through the movie. And they, they have no connection. Being it's weird to have that music so close to the beginning. If you right. didn't know the if you didn't know the movie, it's not that big of a deal. Knowing that story, it was just very noticeable.
0: I don't think I, I don't. I'm pretty sure I didn't notice that. I liked the music better in the Sega version, but like it was it sounded better. I guess.
1: Oh, definitely. But I, it,
0: I didn't notice the like you know the misplaced track. I guess maybe
1: the and again the, the if you remove the music from the game, the the music on the Sega side was. Leaps and bounds, yeah. better Thank than you, the Tell Super Thank you, Tommy. It was just weird placement, but I I do think if you want a, a playing experience that more correctly mirrors, yeah, mostly resembles or mirrors the how the movie played out, the the Super Nintendo version is is almost to the T. Yeah, like I was playing it through, and in the back of my head, I'm kind of like replaying the movie in my head as I played through it. And you could go from start to finish; it it lines up almost perfectly. Yeah, there was it's amazing to me.
0: Kind of a piggyback off of that. I like we took notes. As, we we always take notes on these games to anybody listening. So that's kind of just it makes sense to do that. The game felt I put that it felt more like the movie, and I I want to expand on that. It's not just chronological events that occur. The game just kind of you know in the in the super nintendo version you're attack you're i feel like you run and it's like faster paced especially in the beginning you're kind of just going really quickly and you're jumping around and like kind of you can kind of just avoid things and escape and that's kind of the way he did in the in the movie he's just kind of you know avoiding things singing about being a street rat mm-hmm. and it just felt kind of like that like almost like the game played in sync with the music i guess i don't know that no. was, i mean that was the way it felt for me like it was heavy on the platforming you're kind of jumping around avoiding the arrows and the attacks and stuff like that and i just it felt in tune with the music and stuff and that's the way the movie was like i don't know i feel like i'm tangenty about that but that's
1: what i take from that being looking at like running around and dodging stuff yeah on the super nintendo versus the sega where right off the bat hey guys aladdin has a sword uh, a scimitar yeah, Aladdin murdered somebody. yeah like so so you're <laughs> going from the super nintendo which in my opinion much closer to the movie right not violent from the main characters standpoint uh aladdin's not swinging swords at people but in the second one you know loading into the the first level of the sega version i'm like aladdin's got a sword i'm like what is going on yeah, um, yeah. it was and again going back to that movie i was surprised
0: so when I came back to it, I played the Sega game first. I just was, let's play the Sega one, haven't ever played it before. And I remember thinking, like, I don't remember Aladdin having a sword. That's when I kind of looked in and saw that they were made by different companies. But, yeah, I was I was very shocked by him having it, I guess. Uh,
1: Aladdin know? never had a sword. Abu did in the movie when he, pull, oh, he yeah. pulled one out of the guy's throat in, like... Yeah, so they, Oh, they had a, oh they had a, a I thought sword. you were
0: like, referring to a murder occurring. No, like a... I, mean, he,
1: I mean, let's be honest. He oh, yeah, it was did. like a sword swallower. It was a sword swallower. He pulled the yeah, sword swallows yeah. out and then started swinging the guards. All the guards got scared. It's like, he's yeah. got a sword. Come on, we all got swords. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, that, yeah. But Aladdin never, uh, if I'm remembering in the animated movie, I don't believe he ever bared a weapon. Now, that being said, I did not watch Aladdin 2 or the animated series because I had grown up.
0: I feel like I maybe saw Aladdin 2, but I don't remember. I feel yeah, like I think I think
1: Aladdin two Jafar came back at some point, but I, don't quote me on that.
0: Yeah, he seems like a staple character in the series.
1: <laughs>
0: Jafar, yeah, dude, he was uh, he actually in the second movie he was Jafarther, <laughs> just a little further, dude. Jafarther Jafar
1: away. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs>
0: All right. With the Swords, I felt like that felt more like a platformer type of game like that I was used to. Mm-hmm. I guess I felt like it was easier for me, like I it just it felt picking it up and I could get into it easier. It felt more like the other games. I'm very big on the the original like Super Nintendo Donkey Kong Country games. Right. And you don't have a weapon, but you do have an attack that's not just like throwing an apple. But yeah, it felt like easier I guess for me to immediately get into. It wasn't heavy pla- as heavy on the platforming. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of... And then there were, like, the guys throwing pots out of the window. I just got curious. You could just cut them with the sword. You jump up, and they're, like, just constantly raining down pots on you. You can jump up and attack them, which I thought was wild.
1: You know, playing through the Super Nintendo one, there was... Um, they didn't throw anything out. There were, uh, uh, Comparing the two, again, briefly, the sega version was extremely busy
0: yeah oh yeah well yeah, there was got so a sword, much
1: dude. oh my lord there was so, it was so busy was so he brought up.
0: us he decided to be cut cut just, him up just dude. cut
1: cut his way through yeah you know but when i played through the super nintendo again uh there, there were these guys that would poke their heads out of the window and i didn't think anything of it on the first level and then re- relearning the game dying a couple times going back you can actually uh in the super nintendo version of attacking you can jump on them and help you help propel yourself up
0: yeah which which yeah that was a big thing
1: so they definitely have some similar mechanics but the simpler of the two definitely was the snes um sega had so much going on in comparison i mean just just alone you know when you're climbing up stuff you can still like throw your apples and things on the sega version whereas on the snes if you're not standing firm or happen to be jumping and, and not, like, in the middle of your jumper in the middle of your land, you can throw stuff. But other than that, you're kind of out of luck.
0: Would you say that Sega does what Nintendo don't?
1: Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh. The,
0: uh, it looks like the, okay, I just, I just glanced. It looks like the Sega game came out 10, literally 10 days before the Super Nintendo one. So it's not like they were really? influenced by one or another. Yeah. Same year, I, 10 days apart.
1: That's wild. I, and 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 again, I had the Super Nintendo back yeah. then. I did not have the Sega. I but didn't even just, know what that was. <laughs> yeah, but just just seeing them playing the next to each other, the graphic quality alone. I mean, yeah, they're both uh, pretty pixelated, but I mean the being being that close together and right. that in release, but that far apart in like graphical quality mm-hmm. is <laughs> wild.
0: Well, the Sega, I think, was more powerful. I yeah. think that was, like, the thing. Yeah, it had, like, a better graphics chip as well as a better, um, like, sound chip, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, that that's evident. Man. Yeah, it was it was cool. I, I know you had mentioned, like, this in your notes. I think you did. There's, like, objects in the foreground yeah. of, the, of the Sega version. I thought that was really cool. It would kind of obscure it. But it also added a ton of depth visually to the game. Oh, for sure. And I liked that a lot, too, because, like, again, I'm super big in the Donkey Kong country, and that was the only other game, I mean, Super Nintendo, one of the only other games that I remember from back then that actually had objects in the foreground. There's even, like, a part, a couple parts where you run behind, like, a rock or something, and it's not an object fully in the foreground, but it really does give, like, a ton of depth to it, and I thought... Yeah, it's
1: definitely them playing with the idea of 3D before they could do 3D. Another, um and uh, the Sega side they they tried this. It was one of the later levels I think when you're getting close to fighting with Jafar one there's there's a um, a hazard on the field where it's a A ball and chain that's swinging back and forth, but it's not swinging from left to right like you would expect on, like Mario, for example. It was going from the background to the foreground. So the and you know graphically, what's happening is just the ball's getting bigger and then gets smaller to move away. Maybe some shadows there, but but it was you know well enough with the with the style to look like it was moving through space. So they definitely were really reaching for that three D effect, and I think they for what they had, they did a really good job for it.
0: I, I like that too. I do remember that. I felt like it was kind of ugly looking, the the swinging ball thing specifically. I, d- I do. I, I mean, that was another thing. Like, I feel like that was definitely exclusive to the Sega. Not to say that makes it a better game.
1: I think they went for it though. I think they could have easily trying to do, trying to make it have that semblance of 3D was too difficult. They could have just made it swing side to side, and you know, you could have had, you would have had to dunk over yeah, or like or jump over to something. Type. Yeah, the, uh, but but the fact that they, they tried doing it, I think w- they, they took a shot, in, in other games probably did it better, but at least they went for it.
0: Yeah, I guess back then, too, like, Disney game was probably a pretty big game. Like, you know how there were a lot of duds on, at least on the Super Nintendo, there were like, we, I definitely had some dud games. on oh, for sure. Kid, but I think, like, they probably had the budget considering the success of the movie and everything, so they really... It, that's probably part of why it was a good game. It's not like now where a lot of games like are just they might be based on like I feel like back then games based on a movie like especially a kids' movie were good like mm-hmm. uh, like Lion King I know that don't, I don't, I don't oh man PSD from that one but Li- oh. it was like a graphically good game it was impossible but
1: I think I think j- like right past how much I played Aladdin the Lion King platformer was right behind that. Yeah, I I love that old Disney stuff. It was it was amazing that all I completely forgot about that.
0: If there if there ever was an Xbox Disney game right now, it probably sucks. Like it's probably bad. It's probably just some third party studio pinning it together, slapping Disney on it. and, And they made it, you know, I don't know for sure. I know during like Wii era, man, if you had like a Disney game, it was probably terrible.
1: I think, I, I think, I think the pro my my take on that kind of you know backing out from from the fact that it's Disney and and what you're getting yeah. for the money you pay, kind of what we talked about with the Wind Waker episode, it was to to a certain degree it was marketed for kids. Um, my yeah. son, seven years old, he has a Paw Patrol game. It's a platformer, but it's for the Xbox One, so it's a okay. brand new game on a big platform. Uh, or excuse me a big system Xbox right it is the simplest game but it was it was high dollar because it was for the next the the newer consoles and stuff you and I would not get any enjoyment out of it but it was not marketed for us it was marketed for the kids so i I definitely think that while we're doing this podcast I'm trying to to watch what it's marketed for as well so I think that really plays into it they yeah they could if if they made a, a Disney game for, the older gamers i'd say kingdom Mm -hmm. hearts would probably be your best disney example where disney was involved i i i love kingdom hearts and i but i don't know the lore or the background developers or like the (laughs) the developing behind it uh but i think disney's involved in all that stuff and that was a really good game oh yeah but it was also made for the people that like jrpgs and also like disney so, so yeah, I, I, where were we? I, I feel like I went on a tangent. And I up... We
0: were just talking about discussing like you know Disney's quality or like the, yes, you know, game, yes, Triple A
1: for sure. And 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 nowadays, I mean, when uh, there's so many other um, entities that are partnering with Disney pretty consistently. Um, oh, Disney just owns everything now. That, yeah, very true. Does Disney own Pixar, or are they still separate? Because like the. Um, uh, my son has a Incredibles game. I think it's actually Lego Incredibles. But yeah, yeah Pixar's I, I, owned I think... by Disney,
0: according to the first Google search result. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> there we
1: go. So yeah, and I mean, I, I but yeah, I, I think we'll definitely be able to speak more on it as we get more of these games. Look, just looking at our backlog, do we have any other Disney things coming through other than Kingdom Hearts? Because that's all I know mind. I did
0: see. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts is on the list. There might be some more in there that maybe we don't realize are Disney.
1: Well, actually, um, because I'm pretty sure this came out after Disney bought them, uh, Star Wars Fallen Orders on mine, and I'm pretty yeah, sure that came out yeah, after, after they acquired it. Yeah, I think so that Disney would technically... do Grand Theft
0: Auto 5, I think.
1: <laughs> oh, can we get – can somebody find a mod or make a mod of like – mickey pulling out hookers from the from the catalog or something i think i think i think we're just i think we just lost our disney sponsorship sorry
0: guys oh sorry disney oh man all right i guess we should get back on topic a little <laughs> bit
1: <laughs> so their level design um <laughs> seamless seamless segues perfect the le for me on uh, now we're, i i've said everything i need to say about for me nope i'm not gonna say that yet uh on the sega side the level design I think came down and just it, mediocre in my eyes because okay. of the music, and I the the because the music was so heavily themed. I mean, I I, I kind of how I was playing the first one and having the movie go in the background in my head when I'm playing the Super Nintendo version. Right. On the Sega version, I'm mouthing the words to the song while I'm playing the Sega. That's how close Tommy made it. <laughs> to to the movie's music right yeah but because it was so close and so well done when it's in the f- totally wrong spot within the story it 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 would again for me it, it threw me off
0: it detracted it. okay yeah so, yeah, so it like
1: if okay. i think i think i would have enjoyed the levels better if it was just generic music or if it was silent
0: dude silent would be
1: Maybe Um, not, maybe not something, Um, you know, but, but I I think if it was a little more generic, the level design for me would have maybe gone a bit more because they were good levels. But as a full playing experience, the music was a big part of that atmosphere and that, that experience of the game that it, it, it had a disconnect.
0: Well, I think that's also. I mean, the, the music is integral to the movies, and also your childhood memories. Like, you probably know all the words, even though you don't listen to them daily. blah <laughs> blah. <laughs> <bada>. yeah, man.
1: <laughs> we just lost like half our listeners. <laughs> we just
0: <laughs> the deaf ones are still listening. Oh, um, did you? okay so the genie that's obviously kind of what we're like i'm I'm gonna segue super well here the the genie level i don't remember the genie putting you inside of a lamp and and murder trying to kill you in the movie though but that was the super nintendo one and you said that they generally did a better job super
1: super nintendo i when i was playing through it because i I did get back to that without having to look up any cheat codes or or um passwords to skip ahead i got to the genie level on my own accord Same. And I don't remember him putting you, quote unquote, in the lamp. But he did, right? I don't. uh, Are you talking about the movie?
0: Yeah. No, he doesn't in the movie. No, he 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 in the
1: game. See, I, I didn't. Either I missed a screen because I have kids and they come in and they, you know, pull my attention. I didn't register that. I registered it from the movie where you're, you're still in the cave of wonders, but he's like introducing himself. And which is very theatrical and over the top, very colorful. So when I was playing the game and right. again, unless I missed a screen, uh, which I very well could have. Um, I was seeing it as the game's representation of that very Robin Williams, rest in peace, heavy uh, scene from the movie where he's kind of like introducing himself as the genie. Right. I think what there, was there a screen the where he, okay.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to like very quickly, discreetly like investigate that. Declares Aladdin as his next master first. Okay, I don't know. I'm reading the whole. Yeah, but first he invites Aladdin into the lamp. I don't remember Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, it
1: it may have been, like, the text that comes across the screen on the beginning of the levels. It could have been something like that.
0: So, yeah, you go—he does. He puts you in his lamp. I thought that was pretty strange. But that was my—like, I I couldn't even beat it when I tried playing it as an adult. I had to, like, you know, level codes past it.
1: It was Mm -hmm. just too—I liked
0: it so much.
1: Yeah, that was probably one of the—not the most, but one of the busiest— yeah, um, there was a lot happening on those screens. On yeah. the, on the it was
0: line. cool. It was very, it was, it was unique to the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo one, and it was like, it was just crazy, man. It was, it was zany. You would say, oh for sure. I like, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I really like how the specifically remember a part where the genie appears and he's like creating clouds and rings on balloons yep. and cards for you to like jump on. They function like a trampoline. Mm-hmm. And I jumped, and I I fell, and I died. And the genie just like drops his arms, and his and his jaw drops too. And he's like, <laughs> like super shocked. Like, yeah, you killed me, dude. Like, you you, had, <laughs> what did you think was gonna happen? You. <laughs>
1: oh, but he God. just
0: looks so distraught. Like, oh no, now I'm. You know, I just thought, you dude, you ain't never had a friend like him. <laughs> you know, like.
1: I'm, I'm looking. A, I'm looking at that picture right now, and it's it's. Yeah. Perfect
0: that was very hard to capture too. Cause I like, I had to like know I was going to die and like have my phone, like camera ready to quickly take a picture of, of the, of the screen. Like when it popped up, but yeah, that they, they, I just wanted you to. Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe when this comes out, we'll, uh, we'll post that picture somewhere. So for yeah. Context. Yeah. It'll
0: be, it'll be the, uh, like the thumbnail image.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: Oh yeah, you know another cool. I want to say this. I don't remember this as a kid in the Super Nintendo version. There's the sheet you can get and use it like a slow fall yeah. parachute. I and Dude, I, come on.
1: Yeah. Because you know I, that was. <laughs> I think I used it back in the '90s, but yeah. when my current playthrough, I completely forgot it, and I kept picking up this item. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's like a, it's like a piece of papyrus or like a, like a parchment or something, and like. I, I had no Modern clue day. Yeah. what yeah. it was. And then, like, right when you started talking, because I cause we we try and leave Discuss it for the podcast, little, yeah. but inevitably, we're pretty good friends. You're alright. <laughs> we'll talk about stuff, and, yeah. and you're like, hey, do you remember the sheet? And, like, right as you started talking about it, I started remembering that, like, yeah. hovering slow fall mechanic they had. And but it's I crazy. Of it this time.
0: It's crazy that you can just completely miss it, and I think I don't recall seeing it anywhere other than like the very first level it seems integral to playing this game successfully maybe there's a challenge run you can do the no sheet challenge run (laughs) i just i mean i think you keep it through the whole game and i feel like it's you need to have it i mean especially the genie level i didn't didn't know you could use the sheet i never accidentally hit the button to use it Um, But man, I feel like the genie level would have been like, I almost want to go back now that I know and I bet you up probably like 100% better. Yeah, Yeah. no apples challenge.
1: No, I think I think these older games, and I know you collect them, but a lot of these games back then they were like sold with or you could soon after their release get like a, a guide for it. And I wonder if, um, kind of thinking back, I we would have never yeah. gotten a guide. My my parents couldn't always afford the 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 stuff. It was a miracle we had a Super Nintendo to begin with. You know, I, I I wonder about some of these old games with these mechanics that are not necessarily hidden because when you get this sheet, it puts an icon on your screen, but it doesn't tell you like, oh, hey, you picked up this item. Yeah, this is how you there, use my... it. Yeah, you just have to kind of like noodle around with it or accidentally yeah. find it or so you this is. Guide.
0: You want to get real nostalgic here? I really do. Uh, you can look up gamesdatabase.org has the. It's like a, an effort to try and keep track of all this old stuff. Mm-hmm. You can look up the original instruction manual for the game. Oh wow. And so I guess if you, but again, like, I mean, I never, I I think I only ever bought like a couple, like maybe two or three games new where they actually came with the manuals even Mm -hmm. back then. So you would never have known it, but it does say, and it's a rug. It's not a sheet. That's not how rugs work. (laughs) It's a rug and it says you'll be able to use it to glide through the air. So I didn't know that, but kind of cool to see that like, knowing that that's a thing that's like most games don't even have that access to that anymore but yeah integral thing get the rug pretend it's
1: a sheet <laughs> and uh yeah <laughs> sorry quick 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 tangent i'm sorry to derail us but i'm looking at our discord here um between the two of us And that last image you shown do you see the little goofy easter egg there yeah
0: yeah. yeah they had some easter eggs in there that's yeah, why i put that in there and then there's I, it, the, there's it the,
1: didn't register it for us i saw the crab and i just kind of yeah. we were making a joke about little mermaid but then that was it i didn't notice the goofy after that
0: yeah so that's what i i wanted you to see those so you can oh know because i noticed the crab but i didn't notice the goofy yeah, at all
1: i mean the crab the crab is sad because like the crab is like strung up in a dungeon anyway yeah
0: looking real <laughs> real for <laughs> real lore. rough. But yeah, that was cool. I loved when cuz I feel like that was that's a very Disney thing to do.
1: Oh, um, Easter eggs everywhere.
0: Yeah, and I think that's pretty neat. They would even have they even do that in the movies too. I remember Oh yeah. when I was trying to find the crab thing. Again, I was going to go back and and take a picture of it, but I was l- lucky enough to find a picture online. There's a scene in the movie where he's like digging in something and Sebastian the crab pinches his finger.
1: Yeah, I think it was the genie, right?
0: Yeah, the genie yeah. gets his finger pinched. So yeah, they've always been doing that, dude. They stay oh, sure.
1: doing this. Have, have you? Uh, oh, uh, we we could we could talk about Disney all day, but have you seen like the little fan theories of like they like every Disney movie yeah. is in the same universe and they they lay out the timeline and all? It's nuts. Anyway, I won't go through all that. Somebody post <laughs> about it in 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 our in our community page wherever it may land
0: (laughs) wherever it lands yeah at tommy tallarico we want to hear from you (laughs) what else do you got uh i know uh, one thing another difference thing i did like this it was weird very strange choice to put in but the enemies taunting you like they would stop and like do the like finger like come and get some kind of thing you know yeah, I just thought that yeah. was a very odd thing. I saw that in a Sega game. Meanwhile, in the Super Nintendo one, they're just shooting arrows, throwing pots at you. You know, they're focused on the murder, but I
1: guess, yeah. I I, we, I mean, e- even as we've been talking about this for the last you know, hour or so, I'm still surprised that they came out so close together because they seem yeah. like they are years apart in, in like, not, not, qu- not necessarily quality, but just what the games could do, which I guess that kind of... And kind of segue I, I might have touched on a little bit but like the sega definitely had more mechanical options i, I can't remember if i, I had more about. buttons dude. definitely more buttons but just you could, you could you could do do more you know
0: it well suits like, it does what nintendo don't
1: <laughs> sorry i'll stop it's no, true, no. the the last little bit i have on my note as far as the gameplay on the Sega side, the final best, spoilers for everybody. In the, <laughs> Jafar in the, is
0: the final boss. J-
1: Jafar was the bad guy. I hate, hate to break it to you, but he was the villain, right? And of course, in the game, you're going to have the final boss be the villain of the of the of the of the world, right? So, right in the Super Nintendo, following the movie, you get to Jafar, you fight him. As Jafar, he then becomes a snake. You get to fight him as this big old slithery snake. Does the quality of the the visuals look god-awful? Absolutely. But through the lens of a six, seven-year-old boy, it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And I remember having a sense of, like... Uh, like 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 child panic like i i need to beat this right this is this is the bad guy oh, and yeah. I'm, I'm i'm in it i'm living the story yeah. and playing it again now it looked horrible but it was it was a, a great Fight! You've got this. This. Yeah, it was a
0: good use of the hardware for sure. Oh yeah, this big. There snake were some slow down too on yeah. mine when I played it. It would like the snake would strike, and you could see like the frame rate taking a. Oh big hit. yeah,
1: it was it was definitely yeah. definitely bad. But mechanically, like how the fight played out was very nice and very to the movie's core of what it was. Right, I thought it was great. Like, oh, my God, a, a 2023 remake of Aladdin platform. Dude, that's actually, Unbelievable how amazing that could be.
0: It's funny that you mentioned that because I, I did look just for the like the sake of, of um trying to discuss it. I don't think there's been other like specifically like Aladdin games since then, which is wild to me.
1: I mean, they just they had a couple of years ago, the you know um, live action come out. If I, mean, I think it did pretty the well. Games, but, games. Yeah,
0: yeah not not there was no aladdin hd there was like a, a a switch disney game re-release didn't look into it at all but i i, I saw it had like a 3 3.5 or something like that out of 10 or Ooh. out of f- 3.5 out of 5 i guess r- rating but probably just bad ports like usual
1: right but comparing that boss fight with Jafar, same character, same bad thing. He has yeah. the same, technically, he should have the same abilities because it's from the same source material. The fight with Jafar in the Sega <laughs> was yeah. was goofy. It was it was what so was it? disappointing. Yeah. So you you make it through the whole platform, you get to him, and you can either pelt him with apples or I think you can Which come up and slice to him and you can bounce on his head and knock him down. And once you get him to a certain point... He turns into the snake, but it's barely bigger than the the hitbox of what the previous human Jafar was. Yeah. The, the SNES version, he is the screen. The, when he's a snake, you're fighting on his body. There's nothing yeah, except pretty, fire and snake body. He was right? a giant snake in the movie. was huge. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. And in this one, he's no bigger than Aladdin. He's, he's basically the same size. So that one... Yeah really disappointing. The second thing is it was so difficult to get up close to him because he's like jetting out fire and stuff, which I mean, in the movie, the the room was on fire, but it wasn't being emanated from Jafar. So but there was fire present, but for the game, they kind of went off of like, maybe it's being released by the snake, so like Jafar is making the fire. Eh, it's a little loose there. I actually was able to get through it more easily if I had Jafar just out of frame, and I pelted him with apples while dodging actually, the fire after it kind of dissipated a little bit. And you could beat him by just pelting him from afar.
0: It's funny. That you want to hear the even the funnier, like a, a crazier thing? I w- I was trying to like watch a couple of videos of it to see, you know, to d- get a decent comparison. One video I saw, the guy just stood in place and just threw apples, didn't go off the screen or anything, just went, like, at the at the apple throwing range, mm-hmm. and just stood there and took the damage and stuff like that, and just went, like, just turboed apples into the yeah. guy and won. Like, yeah, from it's... full health and, like... Barely survived it, but like, I mean, what a disappointing fight.
1: Yeah, it, it's... I yeah. mean, I, I had some issues with it, but I mean, it, it's still a good platforming game all in all. I mean, you take the movie oh, out of it, yeah. it's fine. And you play I through all it that, good. you spend hours playing this, and then you get this final boss that is a joke. And then literally within like five seconds of Jafar going down, credits roll. Yeah, they're, 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 I, yeah they're it was just like, there. all right, we're pack the, it up. the biggest, like, hey guys, we're out, bye. And we're done.
0: Yeah, and they just wanted to get Tommy Tallarico's name back just up there. Tom, Tommy.
1: We, you, that, Tommy's going to be our first guest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Still waiting to hear back from him. Yep. Okay, so uh, you had anything else you wanted to say about your like your actual gameplay experience
1: like that? Or I can safely say the SNES version has it never really was on my backlog because I did finish it. The Sega one I was able to play it, so that's now off. I yeah. I would probably play the 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 Super Nintendo version again, and okay. I, it was it was it was great. I, I I loved it. Sega, it's fine as is, but with that the history of the movie behind it, I think it was a a, a lesser game coming at it from like. The source material is a good game by itself, but with the source material, it was a little less for me.
0: Do you remember your favorite level when you were a kid? Like the one that really stood out?
1: Probably the one I played the most. Probably the first level. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely the first level the most. I did like the genie level. Not yeah. re- not realizing it was in the lamp, but I think because I I I don't know about the, everybody else. I think my favorite character from that uh, from that movie was was the genie. I mean that's that that was the movie, right? That was like the huge, yeah. he was he was the, in, integral to the to the story, whose voicing and made it all the same. I loved Locke, Robin Williams, anything he was in, and at the time, as a kid, not knowing really who that was, he was just so energetic and he, he made that character what it was. So I really enjoyed that level because it, it kind of reminded me of that pure chaos that was the genie in such a good way. So I really liked that level. And I did like, as a sub-character, the because he was a character, it was a character, was the, was the carpet. I did like when you were on the carpet trying to leave the Cave of Wonders, even oh, though I was notoriously ridiculous. bad at the level. I didn't I like that it, was but I was really bad at it. Tough,
0: man. Yeah, it yeah. was,
1: it was. They, I don't think they had ironed out really like how, like the hit boxes of everything because like the animation would go to a certain point, but that's not where the effect would occur. Yeah. So like you could be yeah. touching the lava and you'd be fine. But, it, but it then was, you it, hit that stalag tight, yeah, it, so yeah. I, I think I think the genie level is probably my favorite one. I think I played it probably the most, aside from the sec the the first probably the first level I played the most, but I think the one I enjoyed the most was um was the genie level,
0: yeah, I liked the I think as a kid, my favorite level was the like the first one, I just think it because it was like a comfort pick kind of like it oh, was yeah. fun. you just rushed, and I felt like you could really just go very quickly through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like, like now I think that it's, I mean, it, I would say the genie level, it's just cool. And it's funny that I like that one the best. Cause it's not even like associated with the movie at all, yeah. but it just, I mean, it was just cool. It was fun. It was wacky. It, I felt like it was the imagination of the genie. They did a good job and it was all, it was very original. Oh, for that's sure. That's like, you know, something that you, you don't get in the movie. It felt like it was like new content DLC. (laughs) So you like the super Nintendo one better. You think? Oh yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, it was, it was nice seeing the Sega one that I, before this, this little project of ours had never realized it existed. It was nice to see it, but I think the super Nintendo did a better job.
0: It's weird, man. I feel like I'm, I liked both of them a lot for like very different reasons. I feel like I, like if I had to pick one to play right now, I feel like I would play the Sega one. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know but i think that's because I, I i played the super nintendo one a lot and i played it you know as a kid a ton and the sega one it feels still kind of feels fresh
1: i definitely say i i would i i wouldn't put it past myself to like download the soundtrack of the sega one and just listen to it because that music no yeah. good but for the for the game i'm still i'm still stuck on super nintendo
0: that's good man yeah it's a better controller too <laughs> for sure sorry guys okay <laughs> So, I, do you have anything else you want to add about that?
1: Not for Aladdin. I think I think that was a good discussion, man.
0: Yeah, I really had a good time playing it too. I I got to kind of play them back to back, and it, everything was fresh in my mind when I played it. It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't feel like work at all, even though it was a very difficult platformer.
1: Yeah, I yeah. liked it. One one that I one that I wasn't worried about, like my son coming in and seeing the game being played that maybe not wouldn't have been appropriate. Like this was nice. You can play this in yeah. any room in your house. Um, well, there is the kids. murders
0: being done on the Sega. Movie. True,
1: true, true, but we're not going to play that one.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm am showing this picture in our, like in our Discord. This was from the I just happened to scroll down a little bit on the images for the instruction manual, and I just thought that was funny because somebody there was like an Aladdin's wishes like note-taking section on the instruction oh, wow. manual, and you can very clearly see that somebody had put in the the password codes written out, so everybody was doing
1: it. That's Everyone fantastic. Doing it.
0: I love that. I feel like that's and it's cool cuz this is clearly like some kid had like scanned it and and put it like oh, as an yeah. adult.
1: I loved this game. I loved the movie. It's still one of my my top 5 movies to this day.
0: Yeah. So. They need to make a uh, a updated graphics version for the live action that follows it that one a little bit and do maybe on the Xbox Series S. <laughs> but it's updated.
1: I mean, I, I I I could even talk about the differences between the the two movies, man. Oh, we we we, we we're this this podcast is gonna be too long. So talk about we, that tomorrow. <laughs> why why do we why don't we wrap the episode up? But yeah, we can't cool. wrap it up fully because in the intro we told everybody what uh, in our episode zero. We told yep. everybody what we were going to be, be um, playing and discussing for Thank episode you. 1 and 2, but we three now need we to figure a... out what we're going to do for 3 and 4.
0: Yeah, we I guess we kind of we did a mutual friendship thing and we picked games for each other sort of. We're both going to, you know, go through them, but do you want to tell me reveal the game that you picked and maybe a little brief reason of
1: why? Yeah. <clears throat> so it's it we're, we're we're coming back to the 2020s everyone so so don't don't worry we're gonna to get to, to uh, uh, recent games as well as some of the old ones I picked the uh, game stray for those that don't know this was a, a little adventure story puzzle ish very light puzzleish game where you play as a cat I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's it's a relatively short game. You can get it done in an afternoon. It's a good like lazy Sunday game. I found it fantastic. And I know you had you had maybe seen it or heard about it and, and, and there was some yeah. brief interest into it. So
0: it was definitely on my backlog. I wanted it's for one sure. I, I knew I wanted to play.
1: And, and we were when we were exchanging our backlogs to kind of see what everybody what what each other were looking at. I saw that and I thought, why don't we talk about that one? It's a good game, just a great game for like if you want to if you got a whole like if you got a a Sunday afternoon, and you know, the ki- the the kids are out out somewhere or whatever. They're they're taking care of themselves. You can sit down for maybe four to six hours, depending on how you know your, how you play. You get it done from cover to cover, and it's it's a good it's a good experience.
0: I'm looking forward to giving it a. Given it a playthrough. I think, you know, given it's a shorter game, I feel pretty confident I should be able to finish it. I hope I'm good enough. I know it's not a very challenging game. So hopefully, I'm, I really have no excuses. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be cool. And then I picked Limbo. It's kind of, it's a little, it's still a new, newish, newer-ish, older-ish game. I want to see what you think about it. I, I played it when it came out. I, I played it actually on mobile. I want to play it on like a more modern console, whether it's, uh, I have it on Steam, so I'll probably play it on my Steam deck. I thought it was a very atmospheric game. Again, not a super long game, but I feel like there was a time period where a lot of the smaller, like more indie type of games had a a feel like that, where it was very, you know, it was like mobile gaming was just becoming a thing. And I I just Mm -hmm. thought it would be kind of fun and you know it wouldn't be a super long discussion either but i i want to experience it again and really finish the game because i can't remember that i did beat it on mobile so yeah
1: i have not gotten into it yet but i've looked at it a little bit because we we you know we talked to each other outside of the podcast of course and we've So talked to you, we just... we've we've uh, <laughs> I, I just i just met this guy we you know we'll we'll kind of give ourselves a little bit of a heads up on what's going on so i've i've looked at the steam store page that's about as far as i've gone so not a game i typically would have gone for scary it's going to be very scary yeah i'm uh, and i'm not a big horror guy so yeah. we'll see how that goes i might be playing this you know at high noon with all the lights on so we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes you, man <laughs> Not that that's i think that's it
0: yeah we're gonna do stray first and then we'll do limbo so anybody listening play along too i know limbo's pretty cheap and very accessible you play it locally you, you know that's your thing yeah next episode we'll dive right into it and thanks for listening to street
1: rats bye everybody thanks so much for listening that wraps up our discussion for disney's aladdin on super nintendo and sega genesis if you enjoyed this episode please let us know with a thumbs up a comment or sharing with your friends and family if you're able to do so, play along with us. We'll post upcoming games to our socials and what games are up next at the end of each episode. This has been 321 Backlog by Alec L. and James T. Our show music is Lift Off by Amy Waters. You can find this song and more of their work at amywaters.bandcamp.com. You can connect with us on any of our social media pages and by sending us an email at 321backlog at gmail.com. Until next time.